Welcome to the stripped down know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're minute or grand, from I can, I will, I do to hold my hand, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Since we covered Grinning Streak, he's got a little bit more gray hair. It's my co-host, Evan. He been dunked. He been kicked around. Now he's ready for a big rebound. It's Saker, Ooh, my co-host. Boy, when we played basketball in uh, middle school gym, I was always the rebound man because I was tall. I was a tall boy. Everybody mm. thought I was going to be a basketball player. You knew me. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. You knew me. I'm uh, much taller than you. I did know you once. Yeah. Uh, I think and, we played. I think we played once. I crushed you. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that were actually a thing that happened. No, I'm like basketball. I, almost certainly not because I would have been out of elementary school and middle school. But because I'm five, if I was four years older than you, but I'm five, sure. I think. But we can so. put together some sort of pickup league now, right? Me, I you. would. I would be as bad, worse at basketball then or now than I was then. I was also point guard because I was so tall, and they thought okay. I'd be good. And I remember it was like the last game of my like peewee basketball career that I actually yeah. realized what I could do, like how tall I was. Because normally I was just kind of like gently wafting around the court thinking about elves or something like that and not wanting to be there. And then like I realized that I was like morbidly taller than other people. So I just started s- like just stuffing them, just full on stuffing them. And I remember the guy, their forward against me was a guy named Merle the Squirrel. Oh, boy. And he was maybe he was like average height. So he's maybe like 5'10". And I, I've got easily half a foot on him uh-huh. so he'd just go up and just slam it down he'd go up and <laughs> slam it down i remember him flipping the fuck out and like yelling at his coach like this guy he keeps following me and he's like nah, i'll allow it because <laughs> the, the ref was like some high school kid right can you tell me why his name was merle the squirrel i don't know later i don't know why because he was in my grade and we went to high school together and he's a nice guy he ran for student council president he seemed nice uh-huh. he, didn't, he didn't remember all the times i stuffed him on the court <laughs> although i, I did uh, of course you did. I mean, no one could yeah. forget. No, that nerd. was my victory. That was my yeah. victory. Absolutely, a nerd who did good at sports once. You're gonna remember that for the rest mm, of your life. You know me. And I suppose I do. Do you think if? Do you think you could make a shot now? I think it would with with a full court of people. I think if someone was blocking me, there's no fucking way I could. Oh make no, a no, basketball no, no. Shot. Although I just I just played basketball with my son the other day because there was a basketball sitting on the court by the did playground. Did you just stuff him and stuff? Yeah, him? Not, well, he can't even <laughs> bounce the ball. So oh, uh, no. so. So we worked on ball bouncing. Oh, that's nice. What a nice thing to work on. And then we worked on throwing the ball up the slide. Okay. That's which also what, fun. <laughs> which is what he wanted to do. Does he have any, are you forcing him into any uh, sport or what is his thing that he's it, doing now? He has no thing. Okay. Um, he's only four, so I'm not forcing him into anything. I do want him to do swimming, mostly because I'm afraid he'll drown. Okay. But once he gets that, like, once he gets that basic level of, uh, like, aptitude in the water, then I'm going to let him choose a sport anything but like football or anything like super hard on the body um because i feel like a sport like sports teach discipline and like like physical like resistance to physical stress and i don't want him to like obviously i don't want him to play in high school or anything but i want him to like do it as a kid and you know get a little bit of that sure uh what about hating hating sports myself (laughs) toss some ideas at you you tell me if they're too hard on the body right so football no no okay uh how about um wrestling uh maybe how about soccer with guns? Ooh, gun soccer. Gawker. Gawker? <laughs> do, you, do you want him to work for Gawker? Well, yeah. I mean, if I could if I could get my son into Gawker. <laughs> that's a good after-school you know, activity that's for a, That's son. a win condition, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Is Gawker still around? Did they shut down? I'm sure they did. Who was the one that Hulk Hogan sued? Was that Gawker? I think it was. Oh, okay. I th- Then they're definitely gone forever. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, Gawker's publication of a sex tape resulted in a hundred forty million dollar legal judgment yeah. against the company. Do you think that company. like you think that like Hogan like thinks about that at all? Like I fucking shut those guys down, Rudy. No, I don't think Ga- Hulk Hogan thinks about anything but his next meal. I think he is an <laughs> apex predator. It's gonna be hot dogs. <laughs> do you think yeah. he plans them out? Do you think he plans them out days in advance? I think that sounds about right. Or do you think and- he's more of like a he's more like I'm in the mood for hot dogs. Rudy, I feel like Rudy. <laughs> you're confusing him with Bill Cosby for some. I'm in the mood for hot dogs, Randy Macho Man Savage. That's my oh, Bill Cosby. Yeah, rip, rip Randy, rip Bill Cosby, rip Hulk Hogan, rip them all, <laughs> rip them all, rip Torn, rip and tear, rip, to- <gasps> rip, rip Torn. Did anybody ever make that joke? R.I.P. Torn. When he died, too soon. Who's is Rip Taylor? Somebody. <laughs> Yeah, Rip Taylor's the guy with the uh, like very flamboyant dress and who throws confetti and like shoots off. Can- I think that's the only thing I remember him from because I I think he was some comedian from the '60s or '70s or whatever. Sure. And the only way I remember him is like him showing up places and just like throwing confetti at people. Okay, which was I... maybe his shtick. I don't know. Don't remember he was, that. He I was just before somehow... even my time, so I'm sure our <laughs> listeners are completely flummoxed as to this Rip Taylor guy is. <laughs> somehow knew his name. Uh, oh, he died in October 2019. R.I.P. Oh, Taylor. R.I.P. Taylor. If, if only we all could have. Then we would have been spared the <laughs> horror of 2020. Uh, would you have preferred to have died two years uh, like, ago? Imagine if like everybody's future selves came to them in the past and were like, listen, dude, you got to kill yourself. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's only going to wow. get worse. <laughs> but the fact that they came back in time means that they know that we didn't do it because it's a causal time loop. So No, 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 no. That's oh, you think they're branching it just, off. It just spins off branching realities. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So if, if it's a branching universe, then what happens to the future man? He just stays in the new branching universe. Yeah, well, unless he has a power to go back. I don't know if they he can invent if he's, if he's smart enough to invent a time machine. A future saker can invent a time machine to go farther back. Interesting. Okay. Ev, can I ask you about, uh, up until just a moment ago, you just took off a skull cap that you were wearing, mm. uh, and you're covered, My sorcerer's cap. you're covered in a blanket right now. <laughs> are you, oh. are you cold? Do you not run the heat in your house? Um, today it's supposed to be warm going forward, right? Today is 32 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Today is 32 degrees. So it's the last, like Ohio, I'm sure it's very similar in other States, but Ohio needs a little bit of time to decide what season it's gotten to. Sure. Um, so it's decided it's decided it's spring, kind of, but it's like mm, I don't know. Um, maybe I can have a little bit more winter. Let me just ta- <laughs> let me get. Can I get? A, can I take a taste of winter? No, no, I don't like that. Let's go spring. So <laughs> it's doing that right now. So there's like snow flurries outside. It's cold on the ground, and I like to bundle. I really do. And this is my last chance to bundle. So I'm. Uh, I turned off the heat, and I'm just sitting in my 30 degree house with a hat and a blanket on. And God, you fucking winter people are so we fucking weird. There we You're go. a piece of shit. I knew this was coming. <laughs> You're just garbage. <laughs> Human excrement. There it is. Uh, Whereas Saker, who is uh, running his air his heater at like 70 degrees, is sitting in a t-shirt literally all the time. 70 is what my partner yeah. likes it at. Mm-hmm. Let's just burn down the environment while you're at it. Bud, it makes for a good talking head song if I'm burning down the house. Why not? <laughs> um, Ebo, speaking of burning down the house, speaking of lead-off tracks that really set the mood, let's get to this week's song. God, I hope not. This week's song is called Get On By. This week's <laughs> song, what the fuck is this week's song called? Grow On Up. Get Back Up. And if you've never heard it before, dear listeners, here's a quick sample. I'm a little bit worse for wear. 
Got a little bit more gray hair. I'm not gonna be the next big thing, but I'm getting fitted for a new brass ring. I've been dumped, I've been kicked around. Abno. Now I'm ready for yeah, the my mommy. Get back up, my friend. Yeah. Get back up indeed. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um It was a song. In the canon of BNL opening songs, there have been far worse. Jesus, hold up. Let me think about the canon of BNL opening songs. Like limits, unequivocally better. Um, right. I'm trying to think, there's they ended up they started two with like they started one with like a Kevin Hearn song Eric, that was not my favorite Hearn song. You ready yeah. for this? I'm about to list okay. them all. Hello City, way better. Jane, better. Stomach versus heart, about the same. One week. Wait, one week was the first on a. Oh shit, way better. Too little, too late. Oh, way better. Celebrity. Worse. Way <laughs> okay. worse. Adrift. Worse. Serendipity. Worse. You run away. About the same. And limits. Way better. Wow. So yeah, it's like the it's like the lower middle end of the spectrum of opening songs. That, I, I guess. I yeah, I see I don't know. I'm 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 somebody who likes celebrity, but I would agree with serendipity being lower. I would agree with you run away being lower, probably yeah adrift i don't know where this is this is a, a job for another time um but at but, least it was like it was kind of an upbeat exciting song and i feel like towards the end of the ppe they started every album with like a hello i'm here to visit you <laughs> yeah I it's you remember true. the carnation i got you when you were wearing that brown vest on our sweetest day 1993 <laughs> How weird to start an album off with a Hearn song. Yeah. That was a wild time in their lives. Well, it just sets the bar so low for in regards to energy that I feel like they're just like, yeah, we're just going to like lull them into a false sense of security and then blam, here comes the dynamite. That's not bad. Watch my hands spin back here while I punch <laughs> you with my other hand. That's not a bad idea. Watch um, me flutter around like a butterfly and then suddenly you're hit with a haymaker. So here's here's the deal with this song is that for me, it feels like a mid album track right off the bat. If this came as like track eight or track nine, I think I'd be a lot more lenient on it than what I'm about to be today. Hmm. Because it leading off this album, I've not listened to anything else on Silverball yet, but like it leading off this album is kind of a bummer for me. It just felt so generic. Hmm. I would disagree that I don't like this as an opener. I think I'm at the same point as you with the song itself. Okay. But I think that like that that like butt rock big opening. Chugging, yeah. Yeah, like the big chungus opening. Like it uh it's a way to open, right? Can't argue that. <laughs> I mean it's a way to open an album. Yeah. And I'm hoping it's like they heard how much I hated keeping it real, and they were like, you know what? Fuck you. Double down. <laughs> uh, that opening. But then the song gets better. Like I liked the song better. I, that, that, that just chunky opening, I just did not like the butt rock. Back up. Not it's hard. Yeah, it's definitely hard. Um, though, I mean, you're talking about limits a lot. I think this song has a lot to, in common with Limits, at least thematically, right? Well, yeah. Another song about staying in the game. Got it. Exactly, right? It's so weird that like they open up their last album with like, baby, we're back. We're going to do it again. And this album, they're like, okay, listen, last album, <laughs> we really tried. This time, baby, we're back. I don't know. It was just a very strange- It's like a 2D6 album. 
we always try to introduce ourselves or tell where we've been. If they, oh yeah. my God, can you imagine American Lady song? It's like, I've been to Borneo. I've been to Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> we toured in Philadelphia. Um, oh man, you should send record those lyrics and uh, send it to them. Not bad. Not uh, bad. But, uh, but yeah, lyrically, it's all about, uh, I mean, it is kind of about where they've been, right? Yeah. I mean, they're an aging rock band. Yeah. Still trying to remain relevant. Like, what are they going to write about? Being an aging rock band, still trying to be relevant. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I guess. But I mean, they, they could write about, like, frogs and, like, uh, jump, jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge and learning to fly or, like, Icarus or, you know, a pile of dirty clothes. Like, all those things are within the realm of possibilities. But, you know, that's that's not what they've chosen to write about so far. They could write about one of their hobbies, like a, a pinball. But this is this is exactly the kind of shit that you cut them loose for all the time like when we did our album rankings last episode you said the Cregan songs are bad i'm just <laughs> discounting them they don't exist right so I like remember that. with this you're saying like they could have written about anything but this is what they chose to write about so we must give them the grace that that intent no we don't have <laughs> to give them grace for writing about the same boring three topics over and over again they're writing what they know saker i guess they are i uh, okay so here's the worst part of all this this will make more sense to you in your fifties, bud. Oh, are you getting it right now? Yeah, I'm, sort of. I'm still, I'm still a solid decade away, decade and some change. But like, you're, yeah, are you six? Wait, are you 60? 60, 63. Got you, decade away. Here's the thing: this isn't just an uh, I, I want to call him Evan Ed song. This, oh, hey, Lois, it's a, it's a Griff. Hello, hey. <laughs> <laughs> he's back. Our good old friend Peter Griffin is back singing a you song. Remember when we met Ezra? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't very good. I remember something better. Um, <laughs> yeah, like this, uh, this, this song required Peter. two writers, two writers to write about being an aging rock band. I, I mean, two aging rockers writing about being an aging rock band. What which do you is think? Do you, which one do you think added the chunky guitar in? I think that that was probably. You know what? I think. Kevin secretly. I don't not Kevin Griffin, but Kevin Hearn. Hearn. Yeah. <laughs> I think he is secretly just a fucking butt rocker. Listens to new metal all day long. Um mm. I don't I love know. Love me some new metal. Do you really? You know me. I love all types of music. Apparently I don't know you. Are you a big like Papa Roach guy? Hey man. That's one of the best cleanup songs in the entire world. W- w- what? Papa Ba would a bought. Oh, 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 okay. Last resort. Okay. Yeah, but what about? I always used to play it when we were cleaning up. Cleaning up what? Your messes, Seeker. Your messes. (laughs) What are you talking about? At camp? We don't have to tell you. Who is we? (laughs) It's better you don't know, Seeker. I want to get to the bottom. I don't want to pull this back here. Come on. Would you All prefer right. just take the blue pill, go back to your life, All doing right. your Banagalay Papas? Oh, give me that steak; it tastes so good. That's right. Put me back in, baby. Put me back in. Fucking Joe Pantagliano's got it figured out. That's right. He knew what he wanted. I'm with him. Hashtag I'm with him. <laughs> Where we go one, we go all. <laughs> oh, Jesus the Matrix. <laughs> um. I wonder, I, I, so so we're talking about, you mentioned Pinball. We are at Silverball, which I had assumed was a pinball-themed concept album. It only has one pinball song, right? I I, I don't know. I, I have made a point not to listen to any of the other songs past this one. I'm going to take it one step at a time, baby. Um, oh, wow. You're in my seat for once. I am. Yeah. This is, Silverball is something I probably spun once in the background when it came out and never thought about again. 
So all of these things are totally new to me. Um, so I, I like I wondered about Ed feeling weird about kind of dominating the theme of this album, but I don't think that's uh, anything we have to be worried about. Although there's one Kev song on it, I saw. Oh, is there really? Oh, good, good, good. I'm looking forward to that. Whatever that is. Um, when they do this song live. They do start with a bunch of pinball noises. Did you watch like any a, of the live? Yeah, and like a, like a laser sound effects and pew, 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 pew. It's kind of cool, but like I'm not. Battling the Kodan Armada. <laughs> I'm not sure why, because it has nothing to do with pinball. It's uh, just leading off the Silver Ball Tour, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, this song is, this song to me was the result of a Google search for the words inspirational quote, right? Like... <laughs> I, I did not remember. I had to listen to it again today because I did not remember it from when I listened to it earlier. Like, it was totally unmemorable to me. Like, very, very mid-tier. And I think I could probably hum for you every other Benny Good Ladies opener. Whether I liked it or not, I knew it, right? But get back Adrift. up. Adrift. Adrift. Adrift is um, the onion rings, the phone <laughs> makes me cry. Yeah, that's the only one I can't remember. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I actually like Adrift, even though it's meaningless. Um, but this one is truly meaningless in that it's not even going to stick with me. I don't know. Do you, did you feel like this one is going to stick with you at all? Um, I listened to it and forgot it. And I had to yeah. listen to it again before the podcast today. But as I was getting ready for this, I found myself humming the chorus. So it may stick with me in as much as 80% of the BNL songs have stick with me, stuck with me, which is in the case of, you know, it'll pop back into my head sometime, but right. probably not. It's a, it's a catchy, that riff, I know you don't like it, but it does, it becomes familiar and then it kind of becomes fun to me oh, a little the, bit. not the, dun, 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 dun. no, I'm talking about the, get back, get back, oh, we gotta <laughs> yeah. get back. Moneyball, get back, get back up, you gotta get back, get back up, you got a whole stadium in their feet, it's not about a victory or a defeat, see you gotta get back, get back up, you gotta get back, get back up. You didn't like the chorus. I liked the chorus. I didn't like the fucking riff. Wait, what? What do you mean the the guitar riff? Yeah, the chorus is "Get back, get back up. We gotta get back." So get what are you talking up. about? The riff just comes in after the chorus, like burn. Yeah, it's like that... a. It's like um, you get a you get a good appetizer uh-huh. like some uh let's say some some uh like uh twice baked potatoes. Okay, and then the waiter comes by, slaps you in the fucking face, and is like. What do you want for your entree? And you're like, oh, I'll take a burger and fries. Brings out a delightful burger and fries. You enjoy that. Then he slaps you in the fucking face again. <laughs> He's like, how about your dessert? Like, so that just, that every time that riff came up, it was like a slap in the face reminding me that I did not like this, like, did not oh. like that. You see, the, the familiarity of that riff became fun to me. I actually started enjoying that after a while. It stuck in my brain like my son's, the jingles from my, the shows my son watches, where oh, I'm like okay. listening from the other room and they just sing the same song about like hamster kitty, hamster kitties over and over <laughs> again. And like, it's in my head, but I don't want it to be. Right, right. Okay. I guess. I don't know. I See, to me, if something makes me remember it, whether good or bad, it's <laughs> as a long as you quality have... piece of art. If I finish <laughs> it, then it's As long as it job. makes you feel something. That's 100% correct. And I, I feel something here. Um, I don't know. I do feel, I feel, I feel like there was some good stuff in here, right? Like there's a lot of energy in this song. I feel mm-hmm. like they were excited about it. Um, but just, it, I don't like, to me, this is maybe the equivalent of you have your, met, your potato restaurant metaphor where you eat a potato for an appetizer, then you have fries <laughs> with your entree, then you have a little potato, cold potato dessert. 
Uh, I don't know. Sweet, sweet potatoes. Ah, uh, sweet potatoes. To me, this this song is the equivalent of like making out with someone who really has a big crush on you, but is very bad at kissing. Right. Oh, I've so done that. That's it, that's so, rough. So it feels really. It feels good that they're so excited. I'm very happy. Like, it and fe- maybe you and you like them too. But like, they're just like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just that moment of, oh, Ugh. oh, oh no, <laughs> this is not going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the moment when our lips meet, our teeth meet, and uh, and I realize that this album is going to be a lot of clinging and clanging on my teeth. Yeah, with one woman who who just kept opening her mouth wider and wider, <laughs> and I wasn't sure how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god i think that was my worst that was my worst kissing experience and i really liked her a lot and she liked me too we had, a, we had like a, a long relationship but um, oh wait I like you continued think... to go out with her yeah of course i did it was it's not all about kissing saker no but like did she ever get better well i try you, you know you try to like gently like i don't consider myself a great kisser but uh-huh. i don't think i'm i'm bad right uh and you you kind of gently like model how kissing should be like keep your mouth a little bit cl- more closed like you don't like you don't address the issue sure. again but this is like in high school so you know i don't yeah her her she had like unhinged her jaw it was over your nose and mouth it was really wide yeah that's pretty hot and then she was just sucking all of your life force out of you yeah yeah that sounds pretty good that's kind of my thing <laughs> that's your that's your king being being enervated yeah that makes sense um like i like i love the breakdown where the woman is like bah! and like everybody's like Woo-hoo! Yeah, like what a weird little breakdown that is. Get back, gotta get back. Get back. Uh, the bridge didn't. The bridge didn't do do it for me either. Sort of like bad seventies rock. Yeah, I wrote like the eighties like vocoder sort of yelling. I don't know. It was it was it was kind of cool, but it was definitely of a time and place that this was thirty or forty years afterwards. Mm. Um, I don't know. But it was weird. I liked I liked that like Ed's voice sounded less produced than the last album. Yeah, that's true. Like it sounded a little bit more raw, which I kind of liked. Not that I didn't like the last one, but um, yeah. Boy, yeah. If we could get a little more raw on this album, I would absolutely love that. Um, I mean, we have. Well, let's look at the titles of of the songs on this album. We have Duct Tape Heart coming up, which does not scream raw to me. Maybe Hold My Hand. Uh, Isn't that the Hootie and the Blowfish song? Oh, I think it is. <laughs> yeah, they're just uh, doing a Hootie and Hootie covers. God, can you fucking imagine? That would be so great. Oh man, that would be great if they all went on tour and did each other's songs. They did go on tour with Hootie, didn't they? They did, but they didn't do each other's songs. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, Piece of cake is probably. Oh, I guess would you feel would you feel ripped off if you went to a concert and the band you went to see played all the opener songs and the opener played all the other the the mainliner headliners songs? boy or would you be excited oh man i don't i think i would like it i honestly think i would like it that sounds i think fun i would to too yeah I, I would too but i think that a lot of people would hate it yeah 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 that's enough so true. much that i don't think it's ever been done yeah <laughs> there's there's got to have been well, hootie, well, i'm sure it has but like not in like an arena show i bet did you ever listen to that hootie album speaking of hootie or no 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 blues traveler blues traveler has an album called cover yourself where it's just them. It's like a 10 track album where they cover their own songs in like a different style. It's a really cool. They have a great hmm. version of hook on there. And Oh, uh, well, I'll have to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Uh, yeah. Write it down. Um, but, uh, but yeah, mo- most of the shit in here I thought was bad. I thought rhyming free fall with vehicle was <laughs> a very bad rhyme. Um, it was another, it was an extended Isn't vehicle that like phone that used to be at like that phone that used to be in cars. 
via call. It really should be if it's not. Um, this is another extended sketch. We have two verses. We have a shit ton of chorus. We're just coasting our way through the Bannocked Ladies, baby. Hoping for a, what, just one more fucking radio hit. Let me suck the marrow out of that boat. I mean, you, want, you, want like you want like a storyteller song? Like a Bob Dylan? Like, I went to the park and I caught a bunch of ladies. Sure. You want to give me a When I Fall? Yes, I'm not going to complain about that. <laughs> you realize they used to do songs that had meat on the bone? Hmm. Nah, I don't seem okay. to remember any of those. All right, never mind. I guess Bank Job was the last one I can remember where they just like told us a story. Yeah, that might be true. Uh, I'm sure there are others, but I don't got them on the top of my head. Yeah. Do but, you think that, speaking of the, the before we get into the lyrics, um, do you think that high falsetto that like is uh, coming, because like the last album they had like the, this is it and I'm talking in a low gravelly voice, but yeah. like the high falsetto, do you think it's the light side? Like uh, since the, oh. the low voice is the dark side, so like the light. Oh, you think like when you're be. really pal- like Master Yoda's like, oh hello, and this is the voice. It's like, ah, hello, <laughs> like a little Mickey Mouse voice. Like that sounds echoing him. Yeah, that that makes sense to me. Oh, so this is this is where Grinning Streak. They were getting out all of their dark impulses. Mm-hmm. This is the album where they embrace the light. Yes, because because Grinning Streak ended with angels invading the church and Jesus turning Christ. them towards the side of God. <laughs> No, Seiko, you're not going to convert me to your specific form of Protestant Catholicism. I, I'm not going to join. I'm not coming to your tent revival, okay? I want you in the thousand that will make it to heaven. There's only going to be a thousand of us, and you have to be there with me. Ev, who am I going to talk to? Oh, I'm not going to Zenos with you. Please. Fine. Um, uh, Kev- For listeners, Zenos is our local cult here in Columbus. Yeah, yeah. We've got a, we're very proud of our local local cult. Mm-hmm. Uh I had a good friend from high school who is now a member of Zenos. No way. Mm-hmm. Rooney. Um Boy, I really... Sad story. I feel like it preys on... I haven't seen him in years. He lives on the compound. Yikes. I feel like it preys on college kids, right? Isn't it kind of yeah. an OSU yep. scheme? Yep, he got caught in college. He oh, actually, it was college, okay. It was, the, it was the honey trap, right? The girl was already in the cult, and then she lured him in, and now he's there in the cult. Hubba-dubba, did they get married? Oh, hell yeah, they did. Fuck yeah, my dude is hitting that strange. There was a, I was getting my hair cut once, and uh, um, I didn't know the, the woman was in Xenos, and I was just talking about getting married, and she just stops cutting my hair and gets like a blank look on her face and goes, marriage is a holy compact. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> is that that's a tenet of Xenos, apparently? I guess. I don't know anything about them other than that. Interesting. Marriage is a holy compact. I'm sure they'd be happy to tell me all about it. Gosh, hey, if we have any, uh, we need more guests on this show. So if anybody from Xenos wants to come on for Duct Tape Heart or <laughs> we would love to have you. If there's a Grandmaster out there or what are they called? <laughs> I've never looked it up. <laughs> Quiz- Quizzard, I think. Quiz- Quizzlers. Quizzlers, yes. If there's a Quizzler out there who wants to ask us 10 questions about Xenos. Um, I do love Kev's jazzy piano pounding in this song. <laughs> His improvisational yep. garbage. Where he's just hitting the keys. I love that shit. I don't know. Ev, should we talk about the lyrics a little bit? Sure. Sure. This song gave such a mixed message to me, right? Because it is about, it, it's limits-esque, right? But then mm-hmm. we, we have this, we have a resignation to this song, right? Like, I'm not going to be the next big thing. I know, I know, we're washed up. And that's okay. However, I am getting <laughs> fitted for a new brass ring, which means I am the best. 
I'm a little bit worse for wear. Got a little bit more gray hair. I'm not gonna be the next big thing, but I'm getting fitted for a new brass ring. I've been done. It's both kid. resigned and braggadocious at the same time. And then there's this like underlying current of like, God damn, I'm happy we even still have a fan base at all. Like, oh boy, the whole stadium's out there. Good for them. I'm just so happy that they are still following us. Like, he knows he can't win them all. He's just looking for that hit, you know, like Brad Pippen Moneyball. <laughs> Love that 2011 movie reference. I've been dumped, I've been kicked around. Now I'm ready for the big rebound. I know you can't win them all, but I'm swinging like it, getting hits in Moneyball. Yikes. What a fucking two very bad references in this song. But you love specificity, so what's going on here? I did like it, except let's dig into this a little bit. It's Sager. wrong because Pitt was like the guy who scouted. He didn't get hits. He didn't hit the ball ever in Moneyball. He got hits in that he scouted all the hitters, I suppose. But swinging like Pitt seems to imply, well, Pitt using the Moneyball system in the <laughs> eponymous film Moneyball. Uh, 2011 film starring Brad Pitt and I don't know who else um, because I'm relying on my memory here uh-huh. that I didn't haven't seen the film. He was taking big swings with his new statistical system. You're right, Moneyball. You've convinced me that reference actually rules. I believe Jonah Hill was also in that movie. Uh, <laughs> Jonah Hill, the, Baba Booey. Yeah, Baba Booey. Um, the second reference, not the second coming of Muhammad Ali. But can I get a woot for the boxing imagery? But I won't lose hope. Not the second coming of Muhammad Ali. But can I get a woot for the boxing imagery? Get back. What a fucking nightmare that line is. Well, this song's all about sports, except when it's about roller coasters. <laughs> um, you got it. Do you think bo- so boxing what's, what's too more, violent for your son? <laughs> uh, yeah, way, way too violent. He's not going to do boxing. How about goxing? Oh, is that boxing where one, where they, each of them gets a pistol with <laughs> one bullet correct. in it? <laughs> That's and they throw their gloves on, so yeah. they can't. You have, they to, have just, to. Yeah, but the one. I mean, they can if you can manage to like get it and like yeah. trick it with your tongue yeah. or a toe or something. Well, no, the one bullet is for like if you feel like you're u- losing the match, it's for yourself because the oh. other person doesn't get a win if if you take yourself out. Counts as a tie. It counts as a tie. Um. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Uh, yeah, this song is about roller coasters. This song is about sports. This song is about. What's ever happened in boxing where somebody's thrown? Like, I've seen the ones where they, like, knock the ref out, but, like, someone's thrown a haymaker, like, so hard or something that spun them around and they ended up punching themselves or, like, Ooh. they, like, tripped and fell and knocked themselves on a turnbuckle or something. Oh, my goodness. Like, like does that count as a win? Yeah, uh, a hilarious boxer, punch, self punch to face, self inflicted knockouts in MMA. Buddy, we're going to get to some MMA self KOs <laughs> in. 600 more weeks when we finally get around to it um yeah we we, evan and i watch uh mma one mma once every other week when it's warm (laughs) out there's a lot of caveats here yeah so far we're up to eight i think yeah yeah ufc eight baby um woot is from 2006 so ed using this shitty bad outdated internet slang in what when did this album come out 2015 is that where we are right now yeah is just like bad on top of bad he was go ahead it's more modern it's more modern than like the whack right and ed's thing is old slang right that's what he does yeah so i guess would you rather have him use what's worse for you him using something from like the 
80s or him using something from like the early aughts? If it were... What's more egregious? If it were, I want a 23 skidoo for the boxing imagery, I would have <laughs> fucking loved that. Oh, well, that's gone all the way back around. Yeah, well, that's I'm, I'm saying 80s to early aughts, but... Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so can I get a cool for the boxing imagery? <laughs> well, cool has never gone out of style. Can I get a bad for the boxing imagery? Sure. I'd be into that. Can I get a tubular for the boxing? <laughs> like, I felt like in this song, he was trying to channel his rap roots, right? Because rap is all about, like, reference, reference, reference. And they're forgiving in rap because they're coming at a breakneck pace. But mm-hmm. when I devote that much mental energy to thinking how proud he was about his Muhammad Ali, guess what? I just wrote a line about boxing. Let's all celebrate <laughs> me for that line that I wrote about boxing. It yeah. makes me seethe. It makes me so angry. That's not, see, that's not as bad as for me as like hand claps. Right? <laughs> you piece of shit, Evan. <laughs> Wait, okay, right. Go. I forgot. You're self-congratulatory. Yeah, yeah, go. yeah. Um, did you read the Song Facts interview about this song? No. Tell me. Regale me. Robertson explained how he ended up name-checking Muhammad Ali in the second verse. Quote, Kevin Griffin said to me, what's that saying? Like, it's a standing eight count or something? You know, like, when the boxer's just kind of drunk on his feet, like kind of punch drunk? And so I said, oh yeah, that's a good idea. So I wrote, standing eight and I'm on the ropes. Given, uh, knees given, but I won't lose hope. Not the second coming of Muhammad Ali, but can I get a woot for the boxing imagery? And I sang the line to Kevin, and he just stared at me. And then he said, God damn. You really are Ed Robertson, aren't you? Which <laughs> is the biggest insult in the history of insults that Ed clearly took as a compliment. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, boy. That's an Ed thing to say. Uh, I just really love... I don't know. That's very funny to me that he... he, he Somebody mentioned boxing to him. He sat down and wrote eight lines as quick as can be and then was so proud of himself. I don't know. Is it weird to think that a whole stadium on their feet does not equate to victory for What is victory? Well, I think his his internal compass has been like shifted, you know, blown way out of whack. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I mean, you can't you can't be the person who you know was the one of the two faces of one week and not secretly like crave that ever again like i mean you can you can you have that high um and i think that that's where the the best part of the ride is the free fall right because he's always been falling from that point no matter what he does and he thinks this is the best part again mixed message in this song Mm. right he thinks that he thinks he's still in the game okay so he could see another hill on the horizon of this roller coaster might be a smaller hill because you know you get the big drop on the roller coaster but you still get the other little humps going on once you get the once you get the uh, money shot, yeah. the money ball. I just feel like this is BNL moving the goalposts again to like, let's push it a little further, a little further. Where's victory? Where's victory? Like at this point, if Ed is really as beat down as he says he is in the song, brother, you wrote the theme song to the biggest sitcom in history, besides for maybe Seinfeld live off you do not have to work if your knees really are given if you're punch drunk just give up man he's got to chase that bass brass ring he just wants another lick of that brass ring i guess so but like buddy then what's gonna happen once he gets once he writes too weak then what 
then he Me wants too. the right three week, right? If you give right. a mouse I mean, a cookie, that's, that's the nature of human human ambition, though, right? You think like, oh, once I reach this plateau, it's going to be enough for me, right? And it's never, it's never going to be enough. Never enough. And enough. No, <laughs> never enough. I guess so. It's just sad. It's sad to see Ed constantly pushing himself too far. You know what I mean? I don't think so. I think it's noble. All right. He's, I... he, he's aware that he's probably done. Like this is like he's gotten he's gotten this he can he can write out the rest of his life on the Big Bang royalties he can continue to play sold out shows at small venues right forever pretty much yeah like but he's still gonna try so you know? so here's what here's what annoys me about this song then you're right because you're right I think that's okay what annoys me is that a very successful person is saying God I wish I were more successful. Yeah, I mean, he's punching down, yeah. which is what annoys you. Yeah. <laughs> As somebody who plays to the other bands who are playing later that night, that's my audience. It sucks that he's like, I've done the biggest things in the world. And now, and not like I ever expect to be another Naked Ladies, but like, what a weird and shitty, you can feel that. Of course, you're going to feel that. But to sing about it and to put it on Main Street and just be like, I've had it. I'm the best. I'm the best in the world. I was the best. And you know what? I mean, God damn it. I'm going to do it again. If that's how this song was intended, and I'm not sure it was, um, that's just human nature again. Like, yeah. I think that the, the BNL has been BNL for so long. I mean, one, one week hit in the 90s. Yeah. Right? And this is 20 years later ish. Yeah. Like, that's, that's two decades between him and being, you know, just a dude playing in a phone booth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that Ed, the Ed that we saw there on that Canada Lives phone booth cover where they sang Yoko Ono, sure. right? He's, he doesn't exist anymore. No, of course not. Yeah, Hauntolo- I, I, again, we're, I'm viewing this all hauntologically, I'm sure. Like, like grade nine. Like that, 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 that guy's gone. Yeah. That guy's gone. Yeah. Been, we, could have, we, should, we should have a funeral for him. Never to return. You're right. Um, and that's, I think, what Grinning Streak was in a lot of ways. We knew from the funeral tile right on the front cover. Um, that this was a, a goodbye to the old Bernicke ladies and hello to the new ones. Uh, Evan, and here they are, buddy. Here they are. Let's introduce them. Your 1997 Bare Naked Ladies. Um, any other versions of the song you wanted to talk about? Uh, I listened to the one at the, live at the Red Rocks. There was those lasers in front. Other than that, just the song. Yep. Um, I saw the one at Mountain View. Did you see that one? No. Where it's just like a handy cam filming them in profile. Okay. Uh, very close and uh, they were just singing the song and you could tell by how much they were like he and jim were rocking out that like they were enjoying that like chung 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 they're like yeah baby chung chung they were really enjoying it and like the first time i watched it i made myself watch it a couple times because the first time i watched it i had very uncharitable thoughts where i was like god ed is looking puffy jim is looking skeletal and i'm like hey fuck you those are two like 50 plus year old men on the stage having a good time rocking it you know you're gonna watch this until you enjoy it because you're only about a decade away from this buddy so fuck you evan so yeah they're just having look at them having a good goddamn time being friends playing doing the thing they love to people who love them yeah like screw me for uh for judging them yeah yeah but you know this is if, Except that Jim, when he sings, I shouldn't see him in profile because his lips get really far back from his teeth. Oh, is that real? Can you see his uh, second set? Do they go oh, back yeah. that far? Yeah, they come. They, they they extend just a little bit out, here's, like mandibles of a bug. Here's the deal: if we would collectively decide to 
stop supporting bare naked ladies, they would get better. the human race. The human race, they would get better. Yes, I mean, I think they would hire Steve back if we all just said like the new bare naked lady sucks. They would, and nobody bought the album. They would be like, "Fuck, we got to make some big ass changes around here," or they would break up. I kind of want to instill this sink or swim Darwinism <laughs> in the bare naked ladies now. You you want to punch up? You want to like? You want to you want to affect them in the way that they've affected you? I want to either I get that kill them or make them better because what we have now <laughs> either want to fuck them, marry them, or, or kill, kill them. them. Exactly. Right now we're married to bare naked ladies. It's we've been married to them for years and the thrill is gone. I want to either fuck these boys or kill these boys. I need some spice either way. Oh, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the. I'm enjoying our twilight. Years I know you as we are. slide into sen- creeping senescence. I know, and we're gonna have plenty of years of it left. God, I can see the fucking end on the horizon, <laughs> man. No, so close. No, we got at least how many are on this album? Thirteen on this album, and then like I don't know, fourteen on the next. Couple wrap ups. We'll have another album in there somewhere. We got another year left, bud. Yeah, but only one. And we'll see you again in one one year. year. <laughs> Ebo, um, did you see any liveies? No, those are the two I saw. I liked, I liked the the part where the woman sings during the breakdown. The ah! uh, Ed did that instead, and Tyler went, "Hell yeah!" I thought that was really <laughs> fun, but that was it. Um, Ebo, mm-hmm. we're done with comedy. This is no longer fucking funny. Tragedy. To me. <laughs> oh, is this what what tragic person is this? No, this no. one is Anne Boleyn. All right, what do we got? What is the theming of this album? Well, Saker. Yeah. You already did video games. Yeah, I know. Okay. This one, Ed's Ed's not, it's not, uh, he's not a metaphor boy anymore. He's right down the plate. Okay. He's boxing metaphors. He's a sport metaphors. Saker, what has silver balls? Uh, a, the Arnold statue outside of the convention center. A Close. robot. A robot. That's oh, right. Boy. And it doesn't have to be an android. It could be a gynoid or any sort of anything in between. The the the, the um, sheer existence of gender dimorphism among robots is ridiculous to begin okay. with. Okay. So I am throwing it open to all robots. Okay. So we, that's what he's writing about. This, I mean, Ed Ed has to understand that. So so this album is about the literal silver balls that are inside a robot's gears and plunking yes, around. The, the ball, little silver ball bearings. Okay. That they remove upon a robot's death to put in pinball machines. Ooh, so each of these is a, a famous robot or one you've invented. <laughs> Jesus, I kind of wish it was one I invented. But no, I've gone with famous. Robots. Okay, all right. Ed, Ed wrote a song about me inventing robots in the future. <laughs> I don't know. He's a time. No, Paige is the time traveler. That's right. All right. It's just a plain old vampire. So tell me why this is like Rosie from the Jetsons. Wrong. It's okay. about Bumblebee. Ooh, okay. Bumblebee's a little scrappy robot from the Transformers with a. It doesn't. You know, like other Transformers are like huge fucking monsters with like missile arms and like things like that. Bumblebee's got like a pistol. Okay. Got like a 22 sidearm. It's like, here I go, boys. <laughs> so like, uh, I, I watched the Transformers as a kid and I've seen a couple of their, iter- their bigger iterations. And like, I didn't know much about them. I realized until somebody in college sat me down at a party, like buttonholed me and Uh-oh. talked to me for like two and a half hours about Transformers. Cause Yikes. I, I used to do this thing at parties where I would look for the person who wasn't talking to anyone who obviously was like kind of uncomfortable there. And I would try and like engage them. And it worked like three out of ten times, but like seven out of ten times, I was just in for a lecture on something. I'm sure. And uh, so it's just about finding what they wanted to talk about. And 
giving them enough room to talk about it. And okay. I learned a lot about Bumblebee. Okay. Did you know, for instance, that Bumblebee is bisexual? Is this canon? Canon. Wow. Okay. No, I was not aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he has, uh, in the original Transformers, he's a Volkswagen Beetle. But uh-huh. in the more recent ones, he's like a, uh, a muscle car. Uh, I think it's a Chevy Camaro. Um, I think it starts out as like a 69 or 77, then eventually becomes a 2006. Uh, but uh, anyway, this Bumblebee is like this song because like this song, you know, he's not really... He's not really equal to the, pre- the those who have come before him. The other Transformers are all bigger than him, stronger than him. But you know what? He's still a scrappy little guy who's going to get his sports metaphors and uh-huh. run around. And you know what? He's sort of like the, um, apart from like Spike, uh, the, the kid that was in the Transformers, who was the son of, I think his name was Sparkplug, like the uh, adult man named Sparkplug. Okay. Um, so yeah, apart from Spike, he was like the sort of the viewer insert because he, he was... I guess a lot of times the most human transformer, I think in a lot of ways. That's why I think that he was the, the main thing that Michael Babe decided to um, hang his hat on in the first transformers movie with Shia, Shia LaBeouf, where he had like Shia become friends with Bumblebee. And then the new Bumblebee movie came out that it was actually pretty good. We just saw the my partner and I just saw the new Bumblebee movie because it was not directed by, you know, uh, Michael Bay, but it was actually not bad. Why did you decide to sit down and watch Bumblebee? We didn't sit down to decide to watch it. We were scrolling through Hulu and it just popped up on our feed. And my partner looked at me and said, I fucking dare you. Wow. And I I did. Wow. My free time is at such a premium to do a dare movie sounds like a joy. And that was the, uh, and that was like the last time we sat down together with our son, without our son in like two weeks. So uh, we decided to spend it on Brumblebee. You guys are fucking nightmares. um, like this song, uh, Bumblebee's kind of fuel efficient. You know, it gets a lot done with this song. Gets a lot done with little. Sure, okay. <laughs> or maybe a little done with a lot. Um, it's sort of like the Bumblebee's sort of the mascot of the Autobots. He's constant, like Ed in this song. He's constantly trying to prove himself. He takes bigger and bigger risks, not necessarily with any reward. Sure, um, sure. <laughs> did you know? Also, did you know that the Transformers arc in the original uh, storyline crash landed on Earth? And they were trapped in stasis for four million years. Four million years? No. What? Yeah. This is comics four, four or movies four, or movie or the original series, like just the Transformer. Four million years. Hot damn! Wow, that's a long. So imagine time. like the fucking Decepticons that we're looking for, and they're like, "Oh shit, it's been four million years." <laughs> like, so is is Megatron four million years old? Because the Decepticons weren't like in I mean, stasis or anything. They're just doing their shit out in space. Yeah, so they've been awake and around for four... Jesus Christ. So, so the, the Decepticons... <laughs> yeah, Mega Megatron. Finally, I found you. <laughs> I'm so tired. I mean, Optimus Prime put me out of this misery. They should have a fucking, like, huge advantage. Four million years worth of, of content to, I don't know, of, of knowledge, of, of experience. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe the Autobots keep kicking their asses. But um, eventually, Bumblebee gets uh, reformed into Goldbug, who is a bigger, tougher version of himself, who actually may not be Bumblebee, because at the end of the uh, um, Transformers film, when they're all cheering, you see both Bumblebee and Goldbug in the same shot. Wow. <laughs> cheering. Okay. So um, there's 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 a speculation that um, Goldbug might be a different Transformer. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, yeah, what I'm reading here is that Optimus Prime began his life as a robot named Orion Pax a mostly defenseless dock worker during the golden age of Cybertron nine million years ago. <laughs> nine million years ago. Holy shit. Good fucking Lord. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's one of those, like, those fandoms that just has infinitely deep lore. So, 
let me ask you this. If the Transformers were born before Jesus's time, I guess they can still repent because they yeah, can. Yeah, they they'll just go to the, Jesus. they'll go to the, like the, I mean, I know that the Catholic church got rid of like levels of hell, but um, they're still like the first level of hell where like virtuous pagans go to. Like at least there was an acknowledgement like, oh yeah, you're still fucking in hell because you didn't acknowledge Jesus Christ, but you didn't really have a chance to. Sure. So, um, you know, we're just going to put you in the least shitty one. Okay. And that's, I mean, that's where you want to go really because like Archimedes is there, like Plato's there, like all the big thinkers. What happens in the first level of hell? Not much. I think it's just like Earth, but you're with a bunch of people who are genuinely good. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Because right. that's where people go who are good, like who would have gotten to heaven had they just acknowledged okay uh, oh, oh it's limbo limbo is the first circle of hell mm-hmm. okay, yeah, okay, but okay but i feel like it's probably pretty cool because you're there with a lot of smart people and nice people who yeah. are genuinely empathetic and you know cool didn't wear fabric of two different types um trying to think of all the other leviticus didn't stuff you're not shellfish to do. yeah all that all that stuff never threw a football around <laughs> yeah uh okay wow so bumblebee oh i'm so looking forward to all these different rabbits. Oh, this is very exciting. So before we f- we made a comedy festival with all of our best comedy mm-hmm. friends, uh, this is going to be our sort of uh, menagerie of robots um, that we are going to use in order to, I don't know, conquer the human race. Does that make sense? Or maybe... Oh, we're the bad guys? Of course. Ev. For their own good. For their own good. Humanity has come good. into a... Uh... Trump has been reelected. Oh, no. Everyone is dying of the plague. Ev. We have to do something. The only thing we can do is resurrect the robots. This is just like you. Trump has been reelected. But he was always elected. They did extensive plastic surgery to make him look like Joseph R. Biden Jr. And he is now in the presidency. Everybody knows this. No, who's that guy in my Mergulago? That's fucking who's... Biden. Are you an idiot? <laughs> You're a piece of shit, Evan. <laughs> Uh, okay, good. They just face-offed them, like they, Nick Cage and John exactly Travolta. exactly what they did. Uh, Ev, I think it's about time we get around to rating this song. As usual, we rate this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song is wearing, the worse it is. The fewer clothes, the better. So as usual, Ev, we're going to start with you. Tell me, what is this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed? Pandemic is over. Everyone's vaccinated. We got herd immunity coronavirus is a thing of the past can we start calling it herd immunity herd immunity okay thank you we've all got herd immunity none of us can hear breathy vocals anymore <laughs> our, the higher registers of our hearing have been cut out by the uh, pfizer vaccine serendipity is now just a beautiful instrumental track <laughs> <laughs> that makes us feel vague longing yeah yeah but uh not sure why um and you know what i've been excited for i'm obviously hanging out with my friends obviously being able to hug the people i care about again sure but like Going to a restaurant and eating lots of food hell in a place yes. that is not my house. Yes. Hell yes. Okay. I'm in. So I go to, I don't even know which one I want to pick first. I'm like, what the fuck? What restaurant? What restaurant should I pick? I'm going to go with my buddy Saker. Okay. Um, Saker, what should I pick? Where, where should we go? Don't uh, troll me on this because this is really important. Okay. Okay. This is the first time after the pandemic. We finally have our freedom. We are going 55 minutes away to CC's Pizza! You piece of shit. All right, so I dress <laughs> in my, uh, I get ready for my CC's Pizza. Uh, I get my CC's Pizza outfit on. I put on my chef's hat. I get my little mustache <laughs> that I put on, the little droopy mustache that, that when I get that 
see when I when I bite into that CC's pizza and it squirts like hot oil all over me, like the mustache absorbs it. It's like a little sure. sponge around my mouth. Love it. Um, I put on my apron, my chef's apron, so I don't get the juice all over me. Okay. Um, I get my crust bucket, which like latches onto my um, latches onto my belt, so I can just toss the crusts away. Um, and not and not have to impose upon the wait staff to uh, take my just plates of disgusting not eating crust sure. away. I feel so bad for your partner. You take forever to get ready to go out. You have to mm. put on your crust bucket no matter where we are going. <laughs> it's so annoying. Damn right. You never know when the crust is going to show up. That's true. <laughs> you wipe your eyes out. You flick it in the bucket. Damn right. You gotta. I just you know servers work so hard you know you don't want to impose upon them any more than you have to you yeah. want to tip them well tip your servers well be very polite very polite so yeah and then i put my uh my uh jeans my stretch jeans with a lot of give to them sure right and then uh what am i gonna wear it's summer it's summertime it's summertime we're going to cc's pizza living it up foot, kind of footwear i put on my um you know barefoot no shirt, no shoes, some service. Because I feel like I feel like if there's any restaurant I can get away with bare feet at, it's a CC's. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. They're like, you're the one in danger here. Yeah, right. Okay. So, uh, elaborate costume, crust bucket, but barefoot. Damn right. This song is something I was excited for, but turned out to be a little bit of a disappointment. Okay. Well, you, I bet you're glad I picked the restaurant that I did, huh? I do not like CeCe's Pizza. You're a fool, my friend. A fool. Quantity does not equal quality. Yeah, lucky that they have both, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired, man. Shots fired. Uh, For me, this is... We are... Speaking of pizza, I'm going to interrupt you right now. Yes. I was just reading about a new place that opened up on the far side of our city. Listeners, I'm sure you're super interested that this serves Steubenville-style pizza, which is a place near where we grew up. Um, what in, is Steubenville style? That's where you cook the pizza crust in the oven with like olive oil on it and no toppings. And then once you pull it out, you put all the toppings on and cheese. Weird. Yeah. Oh, and the cheese Kinda melts right. just from the heat of the... A little bit. I don't know. Don't know. Interesting. There was a picture of a guy look, holding up which lo- with what looked to be an unbaked pizza. Okay. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm very curious. want to try it. Delicious. Open up near Open up on the other side of the city from us. How is that so close to us? And I've never heard of that style. It before. just opened up. No, I mean oh. Steubenville. Oh, Steuben- style. Steubenville's kind of the in the you know, the Hicks. Like it's in the hills of like Northeast Ohio. So it's right. maybe an hour and a half south of where we grew up. But it's not a place you would go unless you have family there. And Weird. I did. Oh, okay, okay, um, okay. So for me, we are deep, deep in the pandemic, uh, and things are bad. This is December 2020. Can we can we call it the Cavandemic? We can call it the Cavandemic. Yeah, we can call it the John Claude Cavandemic. Uh, and so, why are we calling it the Cavand? Oh, got it. Understood your joke. <laughs> um, you get there. So, so, I. Uh, it's snowing outside. My phone buzzes five fifteen in the morning. Ugh. Who? Wait. There's only one reason my phone is buzzing at five fifteen in the morning. Oh shit! Check my phone. It's my school. Pick it up. Hello, this is your school superintendent. Today we are calling a snow day. Uh, name dropper doesn't count. This is anger management. This his name is anger <laughs> management. He was named after the famous movie. Um, and uh, <laughs> when's that movie from? Like he's nineties, young, young dude. Yeah, he's yeah. really young. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's probably still in his twenties. But yeah, well, lots of nepotism in this school district. Um, and shame. Uh, they call my school off today. 
great. I'm just going to sleep in. Why? I'm Why? Snowy. Too snowy, too icy. We get okay. called off for everything. Uh, we have to make up a day on Monday. It was supposed to be more spring break for me, my boy, but now we're going back a day early. Boo fucking who? I know. Uh, so <laughs> um, so, uh, so I, I say, I'm going to just stay in. I roll over, go back to sleep. An hour later, I hear my baby cry. I know my partner's gonna get up, but she nudges me. Just keeps yelling for gravy. She, he's yelling for he's yelling gravy da da gravy da da, which is his new word. And she says, "You need to get up with him. I can't do this. He wants his da da great. He wants his gravy. Ugh, so I gotta get up. I gotta put on clothes. I go get my gravy boy. We have a f- gravy morning. It's fun, but I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. I didn't get enough sleep." But I think, you know what? He's going to go down for a nap. I'm going to lay around. I'm going to play video games. It's going to be great. He goes down. My partner comes downstairs and says, we really, we, we have to go to the store today. Now, I'm making her out to be like a real ball and chain here. But no, these are all necessary things, right? I go, fuck. <laughs> we I, have no food in the house. I'm, Our son has eaten it all again. I'm the slob here. I'm the, I'm we the. need gravy mix or he is going to be furious i'm covered in gravy i have to go change so i have to so these are clothes i don't want to wear i don't want to go out today i'm covered in sloppy gravy all over a pair of jeans and a long sleeve shirt and i have a heavy you know he's gonna be looking for that business business lunch when he wakes up he wants that business lunch can't live without that business lunch um and to top it all off i have to put a mask on um this is a pretty heavy song for me I didn't like the way it started this album. Um, I, I, you know what? You've turned me around on the money ball metaphor. I did like that. <laughs> so maybe once I get into the store, I could take my heavy jacket off because it's a little too warm in here. They have that heat set to 70. Uh, but it's it's a long sleeve shirt, long pants, and a mask uh, for me. So it is what it is, buddy. We'll be right you know back. With more It's All Been Done, a Panic and Ladies podcast. Hi, Evan. Oh, 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 what's your favorite part? The end. Actually, I have two favorite parts, before it begins and after it's over. <laughs> oh, it's the movie you don't watch. Hey, ooh, skinny beep bop boo. That's the movie I didn't watch. That sort of jazz right there. Can we make any less sense in this commercial break right off the bat? You started making less sense. I can only follow you where you lead, buddy. You are my lodestar, captain, my captain. I'm going to chase you down that hole. Walk into hell together, hell of hands, brothers against the darkness, opting out of a raw deal. Let's play that game. Ready? I'm going to say a phrase, and you take part of it and make a new phrase out of it, right? Holding hands. My brother. Uh, Wait, what do we do? So I I say say holding holding hands, hands, you say hands across America. Now you say America. Hard all my rake. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm bad at this game can you explain the rules to me again sure 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 so I'm gonna say America the beautiful and you're gonna say beautiful what's that from what's that from fuck god damn it Evan um I need more context I need more context um America the what, beautiful is what language is it originally from uh Latin okay America's okay. et beautifus <laughs> that's exactly how it sounds in Latin oh, so now you have to start with something that starts with beautifus uh do I is that what I do now <laughs> Uh, you know, Ev, improv classes are starting back up at my improv theater uh, in oh, late I don't May. Like improv. Yeah, no, I can tell. But maybe it would help you if you uh, if you went with me to a few of them. Help me do what? Like, you know, just sort of help you fix your problems. I got a problem. I got a problem with you. 
Yo, I'll solve it. Check out my hook while the DJ revolves it. Ice, ice, baby. Springtime. No, fucking goddamn. I went A to C though. <laughs> so it was babies, ice. birth, young, springtime. <laughs> Got it. Okay. What I want. So basically, you can you can say I'll say something, and then you just say something three steps related. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of. Great. This is wonderful. What a fun game. Uh, can we can we try? Let's get a volley of like four going. That's all I want. Then we can move on to the commercial. What commercial? What's a com what's? Okay, I'll try. I'll try. The thing is, I'm just gonna. The problem is, is I start to think of something, and I look away, and then the moment I look away, I start thinking about what I'm looking at. Ev, look at me. Yeah. Look at I me. Can't, I can't. I Ev, can't. Ev, look at me. I got too much energy. Evan, I got too much energy. Evan, calm down yeah? and look at me, okay? Oh, you got lots of stuff behind you, bud. Piss your pants. Okay. <laughs> so you're gonna say S Super Smash Bros. No, fuck! Melee. God damn it, Evan. My head was covering that poster up. No, it wasn't. Uh, you know what else infuriates me? Uh, daffodils. That would be... Sure. Daffodils. Flowers. Flower. Cookies. Cookies. Sweet. Sweet. Heart. Heart. Attack. Attack on Titan. Titans of the industry. Industry of showbiz. Showbiz pizza. Pizza power. The Power Rangers. Power Rangers. Ah, ah, thank you. If Not Us, Then Who? If Not Us, Then Who is a fan fiction inspired actual play podcast where we take properties that copyright keeps from us and tell better stories with them. Because if we don't, who will? That's right. If Not Us, Then Who? Season one was all about Power Rangers. Season two was all about the Star Wars. Season two, episode 20 was the finale, Moon River. Uh, and, uh, they did a little Star Wars story. 20 episodes of a Star Wars role-playing game. That's very exciting. You think they went into Jabba's palace? Uh, possibly? I don't think they used any more copyrighted shit than just the universe. I You've would been bet. watching Star Wars Clone Wars, right? Where would you want to go? Uh, ooh, where would I want to go? Because there's a lot of places in Star Wars, but... And I'm sure there's way more in the expanded universe, but, like, seeing all the places that are in the actual movies, none of them really look appealing to me. You don't think the forest moon of Endor looks like a cool place to be? You mean West Virginia, but with monsters? I mean, no. okay. That's the part of West Virginia that I feel like is the coolest. They got the Mothman. They got the Flatwoods monster. They got, uh, there's a bunch of other cool West Virginian monsters that I've always wanted to see, Evbo. <laughs> you don't want a cryptid hunt. No, okay. I mean, I guess, I guess Naboo would be the closest to like a place That's that would be boring, nice to visit. I guess there's got to be like a peaceful, idyllic. What is? I a, mean, there, there, a hundred percent is. But uh, vacation uh, planet, yeah. <laughs> just a vacation. Planet. Well, there's got to be just a tour. Oh, uh, the fucking uh, uh, casino planet. The pleasure moon of Sala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, God, is there? I bet there's a pleasure moon too. Spira. That's where I want to go, baby. Uh, That's where they hook your they hook your genitals to a like uh, bacta tank, and then they just your balls just keep getting bigger and bigger. Can you imagine if we could heal all the damage we've done to our genitals over the years? <laughs> God, oh man, to be young and free again <laughs> without like just a bunch of scar tissue down there. My dick is shredded up. It's hamburger, it's just baby. A bunch of loose skin at this point. <laughs> 
So uh, yeah, whenever I take off my pants, I go burger time. <laughs> Boy, and, uh, when I get, whenever I go to the bathroom, I have to stand like over the toilet. Oh, because I can't. So it's like it's like it just sounds like a rain, a gentle rain. I assume it, the tank is for me to like hold my hands on as <laughs> I. Yeah, isn't that what it originally was? The toilet was you were supposed to sit on it in reverse because the tank was something you could prop like a book on and read. Fuck, I hope so. And why aren't we doing that? That might that be now? apocryphal. That might be apocryphal. That you that means. But basically, to do that, you would have to either sit with your legs like behind you, or take your pants off all the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, back in the day, they all wore jumpers, and you had to take your whole body off to get. Back in the, the day, they wore like yeah, like six layers of wool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people aren't. I mean, I guess people are opening their little hole in back to take a poo-poo, right? Yeah, a little flap. And, and with the flap, you don't have to take off the legs. You just flap it up, and then you sit backwards and enjoy. Well, you just have to take off your pants pants. Like, you wouldn't be running around in long johns, I guess. I guess that's true. You could probably just pull them to the side. <laughs> okay, guys. Do you think the Orange Groves appreciates us? <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know. I'm just glad they're not canceling us. Me too. And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bannicked Ladies podcast. Now's the time of the show when we spin this big wheel and see what comes out of it. Ev, I'm still getting over a cold. I'm sure you could tell. My voice mm-hmm. is fucked. When can we stop this show? <laughs> the wrong man was convicted. Uh, Ev, who should cover this song? Remind me of that riff again. What was that riff? How chunk, did it chunk. I've got it already. Chunk, oh, chunk. oh, it's a chug-a-dug, 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 Okay, so who would really kick it out on the chug-a-dug chugs? Who's a big so, chuggy boy? This album was produced by Gavin Brown. Right. Uh, who's produced previous B&L albums, but he's also produced uh, Tragically Hip, Hoobastank, the Twilight Eclipse soundtrack, Lady Gaga, Kev Hearn and Metric. And also, okay. oh yeah, the new kids on the block 2007 attempt at coming back into relevance. So okay. if you had to choose from one of those bands to cover this song, which one would it be? Jesus Christ. I guess it would be, well, am I picking somebody close? Because if I am a tuba stank, but if not, I want Lady Gaga. Oh, Like without be, a doubt. She, yeah, she'd do it. I think she would take out the chunk. She would make the chunky thing sort of electronic. Yeah, I think, and that would sound really fun. I like that idea. But would the lyrics of the song sound remotely, like, believable coming out of her mouth? Can she get a woot for the boxing imagery? I don't think people would be oh, as apt to give her that Yeah, woot. I feel like if Lady Gaga covered it, it would be kind of cynical and cruel. Like, yeah. she'd be making fun of Ed. Yeah, I And agree. I don't want that. Yeah, neither do I. What if I want Kevin Hearn to cover it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i would go back to i want i want chicago to cover this song uh chicago i want the musical chicago, chicago. to cover is that this how the song. musical goes i assume so I don't, I don't know anything about chicago or chicago okay all right all right go list off those bands one more time tragically hip famous canadian band no don't want them hoobastank i mean unfamous un-american band I, they've got a lot of potential here the Twilight Eclipse soundtrack. I want the Twilight Eclipse soundtrack <laughs> to cover this song. Well, it's between that and New Kids on the Block, buddy. I think New Kids would be fun to cover a Benny Good Lady song. Like, that would be fun because they've they've referenced New Kid on the Block before, right? Oh, do you think the BNL would cover their own song? But with like, it's like BNL with the New Kids. Like they were with the Persuasions. That would be fun. So it's like a shittier version of the Persuasions. 
Uh, hey, the fucking Twilight Eclipse soundtrack slaps. There's okay. So let's pick a let's pick a band from them. Okay, then. you ready? Look, see, we're we're going A to C here. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, here's here's all uh 15 bands. Ready? Okay. Metric. We've already mentioned them. Metric is yep. great. Muse. Muse would kill. Muse, Muse would do a good. Job. They'd uh they'd really amp it up and give it a little bit more uh like 80s arena rock. Feel. Sure. Should I skip bands that uh, were popular in 2010 that don't exist anymore? No. Okay. The Bravery. Don't know who they are. Yeah, I know. I was gonna skip them. <laughs> uh, Florence and the Machine. We're gonna drop in a little bit of Bravery right here. Ah, damn it. of the machine uh i feel like this the vocals on this song would be wasted on florence though florence the machine did a great what was the cover they did for final fantasy 15 do you remember that sephiroth's lament i don't fucking know dude i don't play final fantasy no it was a fucking uh uh lean on me or stand by me they did a great cover of stand by me for final fantasy 15 uh, which I really loved. I was thinking it Is was that a heart. Where they're just the two, three bros are just driving around in their car. You got it, bud. Catch, catching the breeze. That's the one. Uh, hey, we're good friends. Let's fight some chocobos. Uh, how about Sia? Ooh, Sia's another. She's another one who I feel like would. Is too good for this song. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, like yeah, her voice is her voice is great, and I, I like mean, that you think Muse is appropriately bad enough for this song, though. Well, Muse is at least in like the genre. Yeah, like like they could do a chunky guitar sort of a uh, thing, but I don't think see. I mean, Lady and Gaga and Sia could do it, but I feel like they'd be wasted on it. Um, I'm gonna skip around here a little bit. Uh, Vampire Weekend would do a very weird version of this song. Yeah, they would. That I, I'm, I'm loving the picture of in my head. Um, how about... imagine this song with like that... That, that beat that, that's in every one of their songs. Yeah, dude. That would, that would rule. All right, let me give you my top three. Number three, okay. Vampire Weekend. Number two, okay. Band of Horses. Oh, yeah. Okay, right? I can hear that. I can hear that. Number one, Trek 14 on the Twilight Eclipse soundtrack. What part of forever... CeeLo Green. I want to see big CeeLo Green <laughs> cover. <laughs> can I get a whoop for the... I like... I could hear him doing it. Can I get a... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. All right. So... CeeLo Green? CeeLo Green. Yeah. Decided. So. Okay. Good. <laughs> good. I love that we... All we do is just name a bunch of bands with this segment and then eventually at the end go, yeah? Yeah. And then the segment <laughs> is over. CeeLo versus J-Lo. Bad. Oh, good. And then we also say things that have nothing to do with anything. <laughs> and now it's time to take an email from our friends, our fans, our bodacious little bunk beds. Bilbo Bagginses. Ooh, why shouldn't I keep it? This one comes to us from our friend, Jared. Hey, Jared. Thanks Hope for the last... living your life. Six out of... Eight questions, Jared. We appreciate you so much. This one is called Video James. Hey, sassy lads. Playing Video James. Ooh, we didn't consider Lana Del Rey covering this song. Oh, well. <laughs> if you had to score an old school platformer type video game with BNL songs, what song would you choose for each classic level type? Love, Jared. P.S. What do you think is the best part about being Swamp Thing? Hmm. So let's answer this question in reverse. 
Okay, what do you think is the best part about being Swamp Thing? Tepid, tepid water. Uh, I'm going to say living in Louisiana. Great. Covered. Which is basically the same answer. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. You know what? So here's what I'm going to do, Ev. You never have to worry about a coat. I, <laughs> I'm going to bring up uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 Worlds. Because each world was kind of like a different uh, classic level type, right? Mm-hmm. So... Here are our Super Mario Brothers 3 worlds. And I'm going to, like I always do with these questions, furiously try and remember as many BNL songs sure, as I can. Great. Um, so world one was Grassland. So this is just going to be like your basic, like Super Mario Brothers 1 sort of level. So what's the most, like, the most BNL, BNL song? I like, would say that would be... Can't be anything too popular. It's got to be something it can't be... off of stunt, though, I feel like, right? Maybe a yes. never is enough. You don't think so? So yeah, I think like Never Is Enough seems like it's off of Stunt. It's off their most popular album. It's mm-hmm. goofy, weird, and yet I could hear it on the radio. You disagree? Agreed. Agreed. No, I was just taking a second to think about it. I gotta think about okay. it. That's Grassland. It sounds like a fun Mario song too. Okay. So world number two. So you're going to use a chi- so what I'm hearing is you're going to use a chip tune version of that, oh, that oh, on your yeah. next uh, TV6 what... album. Oh, not a bad idea. Do you love that? Uh, World two is desert land. Hmm. Desert land. So a land that, if I remember correctly, you sink into stuff. It's full of sand. Yeah, it's kind of gritty. Heat, the hot sun comes and attacks you. So mm-hmm. this is like a BNL song that's oppressive. I would say. Angry people. Angry people. Uh, how did that one go again? Angry people are Thelonious Monk. <laughs> that one is very jaunty, though. Even though it, it, it is called Angry People, I think you might be a little too on the nose with it. What's an... Oh, so like so like a straw hat song? Yeah. You're like, you're, like being, you're being followed through this. Ooh, that's good. I really love straw hat for this. Sure. Love that. We'll do straw hat and dirty old Hank, which if you could do a little bit bop version of it right now for me. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, track three, Waterland. Waterland. So usually this Something is like a smooth tune. You know, easy breezy. Aquatic ambiance. If we were talking but about this Donkey is the first Kong. one. This is the first level that like mixes up the um, the controls on you, right? Because the first two, Sandland was a little bit tough, right? But this is the one where you got to worry about swimming. This is the first one you got to think in three dimensions. Yes, that's correct. Uh, so it really fucks you up. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say uh, something smooth, something that's about fucking you up. This is war on drugs. I was literally looking at the exact same thing. Is it because I have my cursor over the word war on yes, drugs? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's popped up on my screen, so you definitely, uh, you seated that in my brain. Sure, sure. Good, love it. World 4, Giant Land. Oh. What's a bigger than life BNL song? It's either um uh, Be My Yoko Ono, Brian Wilson, uh something they're singing about uh somebody more important than them. I don't I don't know. I I really like limits for Giant Land. It's got oh, such a big, big, big sound. I mean, I don't know if we have to worry so much about the lyrics. I feel like it's just more of the sound, the feel of cotton. I just I'm still be my Yoko Ono, because I feel like Showing up on the level, and there's like a giant version of Yoko Ono who is just okay. smashing through, smashing through all the bricks and stuff. I feel you there. Okay, okay. 
Sure. All right. I'm in for be my Yoko Ono. I like that. Uh, okay. Uh, the next world. We are at five out of eight here. Okay. Uh, Skyland. So again, kind of an easy breezy song. Maybe a good summery song. But this is one that has a lot of drops in it, right? Like it's something that you could fall. You could die off very easily. You can fall off. Um. Oh my God. It's got the, the it's so clear the easy breezy parts to it, and then it's got the hard, <laughs> living uh, it up, saving my cup. That's what I was. That's actually that was my first response, but then my my brain came in. But yeah, I feel like a I feel like a summertime because it's a it's. I mean, there is a sun in there, right? Yeah, I but think you there's can't some really sun. see it. Yeah, I'm into it. All right, cool. World six, Iceland. Everything is slippery, hard to gain traction. Cold. Yeah, this is a Stephen Page song. This is a Ooh, yeah. song Confused. where he's been he's being real Scared. shitty to everyone. Oh, uh, yeah. Call me calmly. Oh, you're talking about a. That's um, about a sex worker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm not sure how that one fits, but I like it. I like it. It's kind of cool because that's remember that sex worker is cold, right? That he's like, um, hey, you know, if you want to fuck, just give me a call. I mean, I, I am what okay, I am. Okay. 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 All right. I thought it was more like a, a bad boyfriend song, but I do, okay. I do like. Well, there's a hundred of those to pick from. There so sure like. are. Um, what's a like a chilly willy little song? What about? Uh, I don't know. Little tiny song? No. <laughs> I think little tiny song is the warp zone song. So like the secret world that you go to, yeah. it plays do 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 do. Yeah. Uh, but what about a uh, humor of the situation? Ooh, for Skyworld. Slipping, sliding, can't figure. Well, we're on Ice World now. We're past Skyworld. Oh, Ice World. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Ice World. That's what I meant. Uh, yeah, I could hear that. I could. You know what? I'm gonna say yes just because I want one of my favorite songs in the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I Come think it's now, a lot now. of fun. Come on now, now. Track seven, Pipe Land. <laughs> okay. So the uh, mechanical, the steampunky sort of, uh, yeah. What is this one? Something maybe a little more electronic. Yeah, yeah, I'd go for that. Oh, what about a uh, um, daydreaming? <laughs> okay, sure. Oh, I love daydreaming. Can you do a little bit of that one for me? <laughs> no, I can't. No, you can't. No one can. Do 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 I'm daydreaming. Or it could be the uh, the um, the song that comes after crawl. Uh, uh, fuck off. Uh, and then our final track is Dark World, Bowser's Domain. Ooh. This one, what is like the scary? Oh, oh, no, no, it's a um, Hello City, right? Because it's it's a song about how much they hate this place. Sure, I was, I, I feel like the sound. You got a lot of the. I like that, but what is there a scary BNL song? Is Jerome scary? Grim grinning gopes. Grim grinning ghosts. Got to be grim. Oh no, there were a couple songs with those like off tempo, sure. like what about s- off key grindings, and I don't remember any of them. Could Spider in my room be scary? Yeah, damn it, could. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like yeah. that. Spider in my room, even though it's not a BNL song. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. All right, Jared. Uh, get to programming, buddy. We're hoping to see that one real soon. Oh, can you do uh, uh the chipset version of Spider in my room? Uh, do 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 do. It might be a little too happy. I don't know. Ebo, we ding dong did it. That's another episode. We just shat down the toilet. Gonna get it done. Gotta get it done. Gotta get it out of you some way. Oh my god! Might as god. well be there. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Been Done Pod. Find us on Facebook. It's all been done about a good ladies podcast. Tell your friends about the show. 
Give us a five-star rating. Get guests on our show. Get more eyes on this Come podcast. Come and do our show. I don't want to do this show anymore. <laughs> I'm sick this week. <sighs> Poor little Saker. Ebo, what do you got to plug? The Super Smash Brothers Melee poster behind Saker. That is a poster for the original Super Smash Brothers, young man. The original 12 characters are on it, as you know. 12 characters. Jonathan. Mr. Strange. The dog. Wait. Takeshi Miike. Sure. Ant-Man. Yes. The Human Door. Uh-huh. Lord Urinal. Uh-huh. Uh, blankets. And how many, how many am I on? <laughs> You're on eight. Eight? Oh, God. Fallen Tree. Uh, son of Fallen Tree. And, of course, the Big Pile. Am I done yet? Yeah, one more. <laughs> oh, this little boy. Man. This little boy. Oh, this little boy. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, thanks for reminding wow. me. So just run through them one more time for me. <laughs> this little boy. The Big Pile. Fallen Tree. Son, son of, of Fallen, fallen tree. tree. All right. Cut it out. Uh I'm going to plug, um, of course, uh, the level um, one, <laughs> three in Super Mario Brothers 3, the plane base level that resembles World 1 1, but where note blocks appear. Very exciting stuff. Note blocks? The blocks you could jump on that really bounce you and they make a little note sound. Oh. You know. Oh boy! All right, you can get the uh, the warp whistle on that one in one three. That's fine. Gotta get those whistles. Gotta get those whistles. Hopefully, our next song will have some whistles in it. Ev. Early Nintendo, fascinated with musical instruments. Very strange. Ocarina's whistles. You had uh, Star Tropics, the Kitar edition. You had uh, Major League Baseball, only played <laughs> with flutes. You had uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, where they had Whistling Jim. You had Mike Tyson's Gunch-Out, where it was a gun, and they were oh, boxing, but the guns made the noise But when you shoot your gun, it just makes a little twiddly, twiddly, you twiddly noise. You got it. You got it. Ebo, I'm going to go to bed. Get out of here. Okay, bye. See you again in one week.